Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! Good evening, sports fans! And a pleasure to have you here for the big football show. Nice to have you back, everybody. What a great week it was for us in the picks. We really had a... Had a... Had a... Really good eye for the point spreads and the odds uh, this this weekend. So try to keep it continued this week. Not a lot to speak of at all for, on the field. What a terrible week of football it was all across the board, in both sports. There were a couple of good games, but really, honestly, not not a lot to talk about. My name is Dave Medina, and I'm the, and it's nice to have you all back. Um, we do this podcast every week on our podcast feed, and uh, we also are we also are simulcasting this on the Sandwich Show here on Twitch. You also know him as Davey is eating a sandwich over there on that platform. And uh, our co-host tonight, John Connecticut, Andy in Seattle. And sending the picks by the text, we'll be seeing picks from our friends Kevin on the Cape and Ron in New Jersey. Ron uh, sent some cool videos of uh, this incredibly talented kid uh, playing football uh, The um, and last night, I believe. It was over on Discord, so it was really good, good to see that. Uh, Ron says he'll be back next week. Hopefully that'll be the case. And uh, we're all hanging I had some dental surgery today at a root canal. We survived. We are okay. Um, some sordid news regarding the, the root canal, but that you can cover that on Discord. Reddington Frothing Sauce, welcome in. Go sports. Go, man, go go Philadelphia sports. Your Philadelphia teams are just killing it. I mean, the the Phillies made the World Series and, and all the whole thing. It's just, That's exciting stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and bring our panel in. I mean, um, after we recap everything, of course, as I mentioned, really just great stuff across the board. Hopefully, we I didn't mush. We don't, I don't mush anything for the, for this coming week. But you know, it's good to see the the course correction taking place so far. And uh, we had a Halloween weekend with um with a good head of steam. Let's hit it. All right, football picks week nine, and uh, we mentioned it, man. Just everybody doing pretty well over the past weekend. John went three and one in picks. Andy went three and one in picks too. Kevin was tied for, with both of them, going three and one in the picks t- on this night. And uh, just behind Ron in New Jersey at two and two, and I, I had the two and two record as well. Pretty good stuff all the way across, and it gives us these standings after, after eight weeks. Here's what it's looking like. So John now is climbing to first place. We've had a lot of activity in the uh, in the last few weeks here. Um, people changing places left and right. Good spot. It's a good spot. And everybody, we're getting closer to 502, which is good. Andy's in second place at 14 and 16. You have Ron in third place at 13 and 17. And Kevin tied with Ron in third place at 13 and 17 as well. Uh, Dave is in is in last at 12 and 18. Uh, two, back to back two and two, two weeks. Generally speaking, that's pretty good, but I, I, it would, I would like to do a little better this week. We'll see if we can get above 500 for the week this time around. Um, <laughs> Tara, Tara, welcome in, Dara. How you doing? This is the just the China troller I was hoping for when we when we went moved over to Twitch. It's good to see you again, Dave. You're lacking. I know it. I know it. But uh, let's go say hi to our friends again. Let's, let's go first. We're gonna say we run over to. Um, our good friend John Connecticut, uh, John. Nice to have you back on the program. How's it going tonight? What's up, Dave, and all the Twitch viewers? Uh, glad that we all had a good week. The first week we had a big audience, so that's pressure's off a little bit now. Anyway, like we can at least show that we can uh, pick a few games here. Uh, 
but Dave, I guess the question is, how are you even functioning right now? Didn't they give you like all sorts of drugs for that kind of thing? Well, it's surprising, surprisingly they not not as bad as you think. Like I, it's really just akin to what you would get for a filling. I I thought they'd put me under and all that, but apparently when it comes to root canals, the times that they, the, the, at least this kind that they were doing, it was just it just kind of gave you the regular amount of uh, you know anesthetic and actually doing okay. I'm not I don't even feel that bad. I took some Advil after the procedure and doing okay. So. There nice. You well, hopefully we'll keep it continued. Don't mush your, no, don't I know, mush I know. your own recovery. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned it to you in the text. If if that if it did, if it goes south, uh, you are welcome to take over as host for the rest of the night. But let's hope it, you're right. Let's let's just cross our fingers on that. Um, Andy, welcome in. How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Uh, App State, Georgia State, uh, Sunbelt. No, that was last week. Um, remember last week? <laughs> so yeah. Um, doing all right i got i gotta like bounce every like 30 minutes or so doing the laundry just like last week but uh doing all right hope your root canal is uh all good and ready to ready to talk sports i can't believe never mind i was going to say something about the yankees but (laughs) too much stuff what a year too much stuff Dave, you can you can push some action next week when we're on the show here. Nice. We'll have some games going. So, where's Kevin? I've been missing. I've been missing. Well, Kevin, unfortunately, he's uh, his family's been fighting some of the, some of the vid um, in the last right. week or so. It's a tough spot. So, Kevin's uh, kind of still trying to come back from that himself a little bit. So, uh, he'll send the picks via the text tonight, everyone. And uh, yeah, feel get well soon, um, junkie family. You know, we're all thinking of you. Um, but you know, last week's action on college again. Like, what are we going to recap? Like, there's really nothing to talk about. Like, I mean, I I think there was like there the Big Twelve had good action. I guess I'll I'll be fair. I'll, I think the uh, the Oklahoma State game against Texas was awesome. That was a great game. But uh, John, I'll give it to you first. I mean, what can you pick out of a week that had a lot of blowouts, a lot of rough games? You know, Ohio State, Ohio, no exception to that. You know, um, what were your thoughts on last week in college football? Oh, Dave, we could recap, you know, we could do a couple minutes on every game. We really wanted to, um, but, you know, for the sake of time, we, we won't do that. Uh, I honestly did only really got to watch the noon window last week. We had like a get together with coworkers and whatnot um, after that. So I was just more so following games on the phone for the rest of the day and the night. Although I did see uh, the Cal Washington game because that was one of my picks. So I had to end up watching that one that was stressful but we got home there with the plus seven and a half so always love that hook um but yeah uh i guess we'll start off with the clemson syracuse game um you know the fact that clemson is what are they ranked number five in the country it's like kind of a joke um and you know what they're they very well might make the college football playoff because their schedule is so weak and they're gonna end up playing just a joke team from the other division in in the championship game so and then they have like kind of that equity built in as like a brand um, that they're just going to they're going to put them in the playoff over, say, maybe like a one loss Oregon or maybe a one loss, you know, Big 12 team, which is kind of sad because I think if we you put Clemson up against like Oregon right now or Clemson against I don't want to say TCU, but like maybe, you know, Oklahoma State or one of those teams, like it'd be a very competitive matchup. Um so, but that's kind of the way, you know, we'll, we'll evaluate the playoff scenarios later on down the road. But for this particular game, you know, Syracuse, kind of a whiff on our part. Me and Andy were texting about it, like, should have seen like this. You know, Syracuse was playing really solid all year, undefeated team, Clemson a little overrated, and uh, DJU gets benched. 
after just some horrible interceptions. Um, give credit to the Clemson defensive line for kind of stepping up in the second half, and Syracuse couldn't do anything after halftime. Um, you know, uh, there's a questionable call, and like there's a third and 25 play, and the Clemson quarterback got hit like right on the edge of the sideline. And of course the refs, they throw the flag and that like kind of sparked their comeback in the second half. And there's almost like a little bit of, of a quarterback controversy. Cause like I said, DJU gets benched. Uh, Klubinick comes in. And then after the game, Dabo Sweeney's like, Oh, well, there's no controversy here. DJ's the starter. Well, what happens if he goes out and, you know, shits the bed again in the next game and throws all kinds of interceptions, you're going to be putting the other guy in. So this is going to be interesting to watch. Um, they played Notre Dame uh, coming up. I mean, Notre Dame isn't great, but they do have a really good home field advantage. So I think that'll be a pretty competitive game. We'll see what happens there next week. But like I was saying, even if they lose, it's not a conference loss. So, you know, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, um, you know, Syracuse had a chance at the end of the game. Dino Babers completely fucked up the clock management, just like letting 30 seconds run off the clock. Um you know, after, you know, they had stopped him on third down before Clemson kicked the field goal, they could have could have used some more time. But, you know, Schrader throws the interception at the end, and that kind of was – that was it, and, and Clemson escapes with the win. Um, yeah, the Iowa <laughs> – the only way Iowa scored is how you would think, you know, a defensive touchdown. Like, what, what a joke that – I mean, it's just – it's laughable. Like, they legit have the worst offense and the best defense in the country. It's like you can't get more polar opposite than that. And it's just hilarious. They opened the line this week, Northwestern Iowa. The total was 31. It was, like, the lowest over-under in, like, the history of, you know, recorded betting. Wow. Um, you know, it's since been bet up because I think, you know, people <laughs> – that was just way too low. But I think it's, like, 36 or 37 now. But it was just hilarious to see that posted on, uh, on Sunday night. Um you know, Cincinnati and SMU was an interesting game. SMU really unimpressive. And then all of a sudden they like, they found it in the, in the fourth quarter and get two touchdowns and they covered the three points. So that was kind of a gift. If you had them, um, the Baylor, Kansas game, I watched like this whole game and <laughs> you know, Baylor was a 28 to three, the dreaded 28 to three lead in football. It's like the most, uh, non-safe <laughs> lead here yeah. uh, in recent years. And, you know, Kansas comes back with the help of some Baylor turnovers and just the worst refs I've ever seen. Like, you know, Baylor goes for this quarterback sneak. And clearly on the video, the guy is two yards past the line of scrimmage or the line to gain. But the ref marks it back where he gets pushed back to, like after forward progress was pushed back. And they don't even review it. Like, they don't. there's no, like, buzz down to the officials for a review. And, of course, Kansas, you know, ends up scoring three plays later and it's within the number. And thank goodness Baylor scored a touchdown at the end of the, you know, towards the end of the game to cover. But that would have been the most ridiculous uh, loss all weekend if you had Baylor, you know, laying the 10 points. But um, that was a game that I was really interested in for betting purposes. Um, Miami com- continues to be a complete shit show. I think they had eight turnovers, which is just unfathomable. Uh, and they lose to Duke. Um LSU beats Ole Miss. We called it here. Uh, both of us called it that unranked home favorite angle over uh, Lane Kiffin and, you know, Brian Kelly gets it done. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what Ole Miss is made of now as they go on the road again to Texas A&M. Um, Oregon, UCLA, again, I didn't see this game, but it didn't seem like much of a game. It seemed like Oregon dominated from start to finish. Um, you know, really good offensive performance from what I could tell from Bo Nix. 
Uh, Spencer Sanders did play for Oklahoma State, and that ended up being the difference. They beat Texas at home. Um, from what I could tell, Quinn Ewers didn't have the best game. They kind of got up early and then really didn't do much after that, and Oklahoma State was able to come back. Um, let's see. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, Alabama with the blowout win. Uh, Mike Leach, their, their offense can never get anything going against Alabama, and that was proven again. A uh, big win for East Carolina and the American um, over UCF. Uh, once you, if you stop UCF's run game, like they're in trouble because Plumlee cannot throw the ball. And that's kind of what UC, uh, East Carolina did. And I guess the last game I'll mention, uh, Kansas State and TCU. Now, this game was just brutal because following it on my phone, Kansas State is up 20 10. I'm getting four points. It's like, oh, man, this is great. Like, we're, it's going to be an easy win here. And, like, they, they go down to, like, their fourth-string quarterback. Martinez gets hurt. Back of Will Howard gets hurt. You're down to your third stringer, and Kansas State didn't score a single point after that. TCU with some magic, and you know their offense is pretty good, and they're able to get back in the game, and they somehow cover. Um, so we're still going to be, you know, a foreshadow of what's to come here for the picks tonight. But we are not a fan of this this TCU team. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my recap. I'm sure Andy can fill in some more gaps on some of the games I didn't mention or the ones I really wasn't able to get to watch. But yeah, it was you know. Dave, we cherish every Saturday here uh, with with the college football slate, even if there's not a ton of, um, you know, games affecting the national scene. We've got sports of bets and whatever else going on. So I, I thought it was a good Saturday. Uh, it's, it's well said. I mean, look, I, I, I definitely was put it was down on it. But but I, you mentioned a couple of very good games and I forgot to bring up the, the Clemson. game. That was a that was a good game. I mean, sucks for Clemson that like, going up as many points as they did and losing. But what can you do? Um, uh, let's go well, welcome Angel805 to the, to the program. Nice to see you in the chat. Welcome in. And the mod father, Stuart Hayek. Well, it's good to see you again. I know you've been streaming with our, with your daughter, Jillian Hayek. So, uh, we're, they're, they're doing that thing all week. So you catch up, catch their, their whole thing at Jillian Hayek's channel over on Twitch. Now back on, uh, this football side, Andy, you know, I felt like the turning point of the UCLA game was when, uh, Oregon scored and they kicked, and they kicked the onside kick and they recovered it. And it's like, from that point, I was like, yeah, they're, they're done. Like they're, they're done. Like, so anyway, let's get your recap of last week's action. Yeah, Dave, I, I, you know, I thought it was a great Saturday. Um, okay, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I know there wasn't a ton of like, you know, the no big upsets, but from a gambling standpoint, it was, it was great. And I wish we could have more of these and, yeah, there's only five more full slates. So, as John said, cherish them. We're on week nine, and there's really only thirteen full, you know, th- thirteen full slates. You know, Thanksgiving week is still a full slate, but it's kind of carved up between Friday and Saturday. But uh, yeah, to piggyback on John's uh, Cal Washington game, I I was riding Cal, and yeah, that was like the equivalent of having you know, like. You know, I haven't had a root canal, but watching Cal Washington felt like a root canal. <laughs> My God, that was the most painful win that I've – because I watched that Fantastic. game from start to finish, and, you know, you knew what Cal was doing, just ensuring Washington was going to methodically move the ball, bend, don't break, and, yeah, it was 6 nothing at halftime or whatever, or 7-6. I think it was 6 nothing, but then – you know, Cal can't move the ball and they were doing all they can just to kind of slow down the Husky offense. And, you know, Cal had to, to their credit when they were down 14, they uh, Plummer made a great throw on fourth and goal could throw it where he threw it, where he only could throw it to, 
for, for Cal to, to make the play. But, yeah, Cal's offense is just so scrummy. But I'm not complaining because they covered. And, uh, you know, Oregon did what they need to do to, do to kind of stay in that outside playoff chase. No one's going to kill them for losing by 40 points to Georgia week one. Um, you know, now Oregon plays at Cal, getting uh, given 17 and a half. I might play Cal again. I might not watch it from start to finish, but I, I might play Cal. But, yeah, I, I thought these games were fun. You know, Texas Tech beating West Virginia. Um, yeah, we called it with LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, I'm sorry, Mississippi. It was like 14-3. It wasn't looking good. But like we mentioned last week, Ole Miss likes to start fast, and then they don't really do much in the second half. And uh, they did – very little, and uh, LSU did a lot more. Like they, they, LSU basically outscored them like forty to three. Once the, you know, from 14-3 to forty-five seventeen. Do the math. Just a route in the Bayou. Uh, yes, uh, last week uh, for CBS. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone on Twitch saw it, but we watched it. The the North Texas UTSA game meet meet did not cover, but they, they did win. Uh, it was just a wild game. Nobody cares, but I care. I, the, the, the lead changed like three times in the last four minutes. You could watch it on the stadium network. Uh, so good for meet meet. They are bull eligible. Um, the Mississippi state Alabama game. Yeah. We know Mike Leach is kind of a clown and, uh, the offense can work sometimes, but for whatever reason, like it just so happens this is the third year in a row where Mike Leach has had to face Alabama when Alabama is coming off a loss and they just got absolutely destroyed. Now it all, the, the, the tone was set. Mississippi state actually got the ball first. They elected to give me the ball first and they got it all the way to like the Alabama 15 and they went for it on like fourth and five and, uh, the pass basically hit the Mississippi State receiver right between the numbers, but he dropped it. So it just set the tone for the the Bulldogs, and uh, you know Alabama got their equilibrium, and they're they're ready to go to finish the season on on a high note and see where the chips may end. Uh, you know we'll see what happens in a month's time. Uh, what other fun games? Yeah, that Kansas State TCU game. I was on the other side. I actually had Sonny Dykes. I'm riding the Sonny Dykes train. Uh, I'm done riding the Sonny Dykes train now. I'll be Operation Fade Sonny Dykes. I think the pumpkin time will come. I don't know if it's going to come this week against West Virginia or the following week against you know Texas. They they, they got a tough schedule coming up. But uh, I, the Sonny Dykes pumpkin will appear, and I want to be there for it. It's been you know I'm, I'm thankful for riding TCU as long as I could, but yeah, they got they got the luck box last Saturday, as John mentioned. They uh, West uh, Kansas State was down to their like emergency quarterback who threw an awful interception. Then they bring back Will Howard, who's already gimpy as is, and he wasn't very good. So uh, yeah, TCU just got a little lucky there because you know they're down twenty eight ten. Most times that that game's night night, but uh, you know good for them eight and zero. But I don't think they're going to finish twelve and zero. So that was exciting in the Big 12. Yeah, as John mentioned, you, 
ECU, I wish I took them money line. I, I mean, obviously, I, I picked them getting the five and a half, but um, good good for them. I hate Central Florida. Not a Gus Malzahn fan, and uh, that worked out. Uh, John already mentioned the Baylor-Kansas game. Uh, that Cincinnati-SMU game was kind of, you know, a lot of lang until the Lou in the last minute. You know, Cincinnati, they're – I'm still getting, I'm now pissed thinking about this game because they had no business uh, having that game as close as it got. They were up 17-3 in the beginning of the game and SMU was doing nothing. They, Cincinnati went for it on fourth and one instead of sneaking the ball. They, they handed it off. Next thing you know, SMU goes down the field now at 17-10. And uh, the last backdoor drive, Cincinnati had like three penalties uh, two on like third and long. It was just disgusting. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. And um, anyway, you know, good for SMU to battle back. They didn't win, but they covered. And, you know, Cincinnati's just quietly plodding along at uh, six and one or seven and one or whatever. And uh, now that Cincinnati plays UCF, I don't have to pinch my nose and, and pick that game. But, um, now what else? A couple more games here that were interesting. Um, maybe not. I'm just looking at my binks and the bunks. Oh, yeah. Our coronation of Tulane getting their seventh win, uh, solidifying and justifying their entry in the top 25. Although, as I texted to John, like they almost they were in danger of giving up the backdoor cover they're up 35 nothing at halftime next thing you know it's 35 21 memphis ball i'm like what the you know willie fritz giveth willie fritz take away but they were they managed to end up covering that would have been really nasty if they weren't able to cover minus seven up 35 nothing at halftime uh that was pretty crazy for about 10 minutes in that game but um all in all, it was, a, it was a very enjoyable Saturday. Uh, Utah State, Wyoming, San Diego State, uh, Nevada, just just bottom of the barrel Mountain West action, but I loved it. Ooh, the little, little testiness in the Brooklyn-Milwaukee game. But uh, anyway. I saw uh, yeah, that. Where's the O'Neal scenario? Like, <laughs> and, and, yeah, Steve Nash. But uh, yeah. anyway, it, it was a great week eight, and um, – yeah, we got five more Saturdays to to make more money and and see what happens in the playoff. Oh yeah, I'll I'll say this about Syracuse and Dave, uh, not Dave Sweeney. He's a piece of shit too. But uh, Dino Babers just does not know how to use a clock. Um, I think they got intercepted on the last drive of the game anyway, but he wasted like a good twenty seconds not calling his last time out while Clemson was just doing la da stuff. And, uh, you know, that was just an embarrassing uh, coaching decision. It didn't matter in the long run, but, um, yeah, I'll probably take Syracuse against Notre Dame this weekend. But um, Clemson is not a playoff team. I'm sorry. They're just not. Yeah, they, they definitely have been very, in a lot of ways, they've been underwhelming, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. So um, I kind of wanted Syracuse to win, but look, good on them. Here's a question I want to ask you guys before we go to picks. Because Kansas has slowly started to show some of its warts, particularly. I mean, I've, we already knew that their defense is pretty bad. Do you think it's pumpkin time for them? John, I'll go, I'll go to you first. 
I mean, it doesn't help that Jalen Daniels isn't playing either. Right. Um, I mean, their backup Bean is pretty good for being a backup. I mean, he was a starter last year, and he clearly has some ability, but Daniels is on another level, so they really miss him. And, you know, their defense is really bad. So, I don't know. They just need to win one more game to make a bowl. I think they could probably do that. I mean, I think if you told Kansas fans before the year, would you you take a bowl game? I think they'd take it. So, But, yeah, they're not going to win the conference. Yeah, I think it's a very, very very fair assessment right there. I mean – Definitely thought that there would be some sort of a course correction involved. So it's it doesn't it's really no shame in losing teams like Oklahoma. I was just looking at their schedule coming up. I'm like, man, there's gonna have some tough games coming up too. Like Oklahoma State's no gimme. Uh, I mean, what do you think about Texas Tech? Do you think that? I don't know. And then you got Texas. Where is it? If it's in Kansas, they got a they got a shot at it. It's in Texas Tech. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, and then uh, Texas at home, and then Kansas State on the road. So. Yeah, it's it's gonna be very it's gonna be some tough matchups there. But uh, Andy, let me give you the same question. Yeah, uh, this is rubber meets road for Texas, but I mean they've already had a great season anyway. I think they'll they'll be able to. I'm just looking at their schedule too, looking at oddities. Um, the uh, yeah, their schedule is very very challenging. It's been a great year for them. I'm sure they'll they'll be able to. F- squeeze one more win do they not have six wins now i they're not eligible uh, i think it's five right now i think okay. five yeah yeah i think they're they, okay so they're five and two mm-hmm. or five and three five and three five and three yeah they need one more win but um i want to rewind real quick because now i'm getting extra bitter because it cost me a money line parlay i had a uh oregon texas tech uh Texas parlay and as John John mentioned that game Texas uh the Texas Oak State game again fucking Gundy riding that luck train I think Ewers probably had his worst game I know he's only had like a very small sample size but he had his worst game in a Texas uniform I also think he was hurt too because he was he had nothing on his no zip on his balls (laughs) no zip on his throws and then uh they just you know, they didn't feed the the running back, arguably the best running back in the country. Uh, and you, you just you just let Oak State get back in that game. You're up – I think they were up 17 at one point in the second half. And But anyway, yeah, Kansas. It's been – as we've talked about on this program, the Big 12 has been sneaky fun to, to follow and gamble on on a, on a week-to-week basis. Uh, they might not have a playoff team, but – I don't know. They're fun. They're fun to gamble on, you know. And uh, it's a couple more years of Texas, Oklahoma go to the SEC. It's going to be a brand new Big Twelve. But uh, so this is, you know, get your get your last, you know, wax in for these uh, traditional Big Twelve matchups. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, Andy. I mean, it, it's been a great run for Kansas, absolutely, I mean, because you're used to them winning one to two games a year, and here they are with five. I mean, that's it's a great year. I, I do hope they can get that one win somehow. Not saying it's, you know, so we'll see. Now let's go to the picks and and let's see. Who will we start with today? Let's start with John in Connecticut. Went 3-1 and one last week. Nice run, John. I'll give it to you for the first word. All right, Dave. So Andy set me up well there with the Big 12. Um, so we're going to take the West Virginia Mountaineers plus 7.5 at home against the aforementioned TCU uh, squad and yeah, like you know, I think TCU is a little bit of a paper tiger. 
they easily could have lost that game last week against Kansas State, as we've documented. Um, Kansas State up 28-10 and then down to their third-string quarterback. The week before, they needed a massive comeback at home to beat Oklahoma State. Um, if you look at their road games, they it was a back-and-forth game at Kansas. They only won by seven. They beat SMU by eight. And granted, they were comfortably ahead for most of that game, but still, it pretty much... You know, the way their defense plays, it led to an eight-point margin at the end of the game. And then their first game of the year was at Colorado. Like, we're not even going to count that. So, you know, they haven't really had gotten much of a margin at on the road. Their defense is really bad. And I just don't trust a defense like that laying these kind of points on the road. And if anything has been shown with West Virginia being in the Big 12, it's that teams making the trip to, to, to um, Morgantown it's definitely a home field advantage for them and vice versa when they make the trips up to texas and you know oklahoma and whatnot it's, it's tough for them so um this kind of adds up uh jt daniels has shown me enough uh as the, the west virginia quarterback that i think they could score enough points here um and take advantage of this pretty pretty rough um tcu defense uh, tcu is going to score for sure because west virginia's defense is terrible i envisioned this kind of like the baylor west virginia game a couple weeks back that was like 43 to 40 or something. This is just going to be a crazy game. We'll take all the points, maybe sprinkle a little on the money line because I could see that, you know, that Sonny Dykes train crashing here at some point. I agree with Andy, but we'll just take all the points and we'll, we'll take the seven and a half at home. So TCU, uh, I'm sorry, West Virginia plus seven and a half, plus seven and a half. That I hope is important um, at home versus TCU. And then game two, because we pick all the big games here, um, we're going <laughs> to go with Charlotte. There getting 16 and a half points at Rice. Like, I could not believe this line. When I'd have to go back through the dates, like through, I'd have to go through years of records to find the last time Rice was a 16 and a half point favorite over anybody. I mean, granted, yeah, FCS team, but over an FBS team, like when's the last time Rice was a 16 and a half point favorite? And I understand why, like this line is so inflated. Charlotte's been pretty bad this year. They just fired their coach, Will Healy, earlier in the week, but We've seen all these teams that fire their coach like the very first week after that. They like kind of give like an inspiring performance. Um, we know that Chris Reynolds is one of the better quarterbacks in the group of five. If they don't turn the ball over, and that was part of the reason why they lost so bad to FIU last week. They had five turnovers. He played a miserable game. But if, if they don't turn the ball over, their offense can put up points on these Conference USA defenses. That's not a problem. Um, Rice has had a pretty good year. You know, I think they're four and three right now or something like that. They're probably going to be in a bowl game, which is crazy to say. Rice is just one of the doormats of the um, Conference USA. But they haven't gotten this kind of margin on anyone this year in the conference. They like they played to three points against um, FAU. Last week was an overtime game against La Tech. Um, it, there's, I, I just don't see why they should be 16 and a half point favorites here. If you believe this line, this is saying that Rice is 30 points better than, than uh, FIU who was uh, 14 and a half point dogs last week to um, Charlotte. I, I just I just don't see this. Maybe I'm completely wrong and Charlotte has quit and this will be like, you know, 42 to 10. But I just think this is way too many points. I think Charlotte's going to give it an effort here. So um, we'll go with another Conference USA matchup. I'm, I'm sure everyone in the, in the Twitch chat has been tuned into this game. Um, Charlotte plus 16 and a half. West Virginia plus seven and a half are the college picks for week number nine. But if it be, if they if these picks hit though, Conference USA is going to be popular amongst the. Yeah, hey, I had FAU last. I'm sorry, I had UTEP against FAU last week. So we're riding the Conference USA train here. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And then UTSA, Andy's been on UTSA all season, as well he should be. They're doing great. So uh, good luck to the picks, John. Thanks so much for those. Um, let's go to Ron's picks then from uh, sent in via the text. I give Andy some inventory to work with as well. So here they are, Ron's picks for week nine in college football. Here we go. Uh, let's start with this one. So uh, he's going to start. Oh, he gave me the picks, right? I'm sure he sent them. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't write them down. But they're in my text, so I got them right here. Okay, cool. So Ron, week first and first from the ranks of the college football, of college football football. He's going to go with uh, Georgia Tech getting 24 and a half. Let me figure out who they're playing. Georgia Tech against Florida State. Oh, that's a fantastic pick. <laughs> that's a fantastic pick. I love this pick. That's a great call by Ron. So Georgia Tech getting 24 and a half. And game number two, he's going to take Ohio State giving 15 and a half at, I think that even, it doesn't really matter where they're playing and to be completely honest with you, but, but, but it's against... It is going to be against Penn State, who might just possibly be the most overrated team in the Big Ten this year. I mean, they are just, you know, once you saw them play against Michigan and what they did, or really what they didn't do, I totally get it. So I'm with Ron on both of these. So um, Ohio State giving 15 and a half against, I believe it's Penn State. Yeah, uh, even and I don't even care if it's at Penn State. I don't care what time. And it's at noon. No, <laughs> I'm with Ron. So Ohio State minus 15 and a half, Georgia Tech my, Georgia Tech plus 24 and a half for week nine college football. All right, so let's go over to the picks I have for the week. Um, let's see what we got. Let's see. We're going to go with these these two um, for the for the day picks, week nine college football. We're going to talk about two conference showdowns. One's a legit nationally televised showdown that deserves all the attention. Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee had the the Tennessee got through did the, did their job. They did a great job, like uh, taking down UT Martin. Let me tell you, I, I put that in the the, the the not the up the one to keep an eye on. That is a terrible job out of me. It was never a game. So Tennessee looking good, but I still don't think their defense is really that great. And Kentucky. I seem to do this once a year where I think Kentucky can rise against a team and they don't. So I'm going to do it again. But I do think this is a little bit of a potential letdown for Tennessee. Kentucky's defense is good, as I think it is. And so we'll, get, we'll take a chance on Kentucky getting the 12 and a half in game one. Game two, um, Oregon will absolutely be in a letdown spot. So Cal, Cal's a very interesting team in the sense that they're not, they really aren't good. But they're good enough to muck it up sometimes, and they did that against Notre Dame on the road, no less. And I feel like the same thing will happen with Oregon. One of the things about the Oregon Ducks is that they are notorious for playing shitty against bad teams. So it's always when you don't expect, when you expect them to like blow away a team. This is when they don't. And Bo Nix throwing five touchdowns last week. I mean, do you really think that's going to happen again the rest of the season? Like he might throw five touchdowns in two games, like in the next couple games, the weeks. I, I just. There's no way I'd see Bo Nix being that good two weeks in a row. So I think California will, well, I think Cal will be very much in this game. I'll take them getting 17 at home. Hell yeah. So Kentucky getting 20, 12 and a half and California getting 17 are the two picks for week nine. 
And that leads us to Andy in Seattle. And Andy, when you're, we're ready for you when when you when you, we're ready for you when you are with your picks. Yeah, thanks. So I like might have to take a checker on a checker with one of you guys because I the games that I wrote, both of you guys picked them, at least a few of them. Um, so the one game that neither of you picked, I will take. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the ECU well. Friday night game at Brigham Young. I'm going to take the three points with the Pirates. This is just uh, the familiar theme. I like to take ECU as a underdog with the big chubby quarterback, Colton Ayers. And uh, BYU is a annual perpetual thorn on my side. Whenever I bet against them, they seem to do well. Whenever I bet them, they seem to lay an egg, like that Baylor game week two. Or week three, still driving me crazy. But uh, BYU has not been a very good um, team against the spread this year. They're two and six. Um, they're just kind of a very, they're annoying team. Their coach is annoying. Their quarterback's annoying. Everything about them is annoying. And um, yeah, it's just, I don't have a lot of stats to give you. I just, this is just, uh, I like ECU. I like the quarterback. BYU was like supposedly a potential, uh, you know, maybe this is the group of five team that can get to, uh, you know, the, one of the New York Six Bowls, but um, it's not looking that way because it can. I think they already have three losses. Um, yeah, I think they're no, I think they're four and four actually. Um, some Eddie, look it up, but uh, I think they're four and four. And they're just, yeah, they're underwhelming. And I, like I said, I just like taking this ECU quarterback. He's a gunslinger. He might do some stupid things. That place kicker of theirs is just completely shot. We mentioned it last week. He was all conference preseason, and he missed another. I think he missed an extra. No, he missed like a chip shot field goal last week. So you do got to worry about that. But um, maybe that will kind of promote them going forward on fourth, fourth down a little more which is good, uh, getting three points. Uh, ECU plus three for game number one. And God damn it, I don't know who to take. I could uh, I could do checker on a checker with John with uh, WVU, or I could take a checker on a checker with you, Dave, with uh, Kentucky. Because I do think, I do think uh, Tennessee might be looking ahead to Georgia the following week. But I'm actually going to take neither, and I'm going to take Syracuse giving two and a half against Notre Dame. I might be going to the Syracuse team, you know, what's the saying, a dollar late, a dollar short, but um, whatever. This is an anti-Notre Dame pick. Sorry, John and Georgia. Sorry, uh, everyone that roots for Notre Dame. Um, Mike in Jersey, whoever it may be. Um, they're down to their, uh, their, their quarterback's it's like Drew Pine or whatever his name is. They, um, they're coming off a very uninspiring win against UNLV. If you took UNLV, that was a John recommendation, plus 26. You think uh, the previous week they lost to Stanford as 14-point favorites. Uh, they're just not very good offensively. Defensively, yeah, they could hold their own. But uh, as we know, Syracuse strengths lies with the quarterback, and the offensive coordinator. Could they be uh, crestfallen with their bubble bursting uh, against Clemson? Maybe. 
but um, they're at home. That Carrier Dome should have some juice to it. Um, like I said, Notre Dame just doesn't really get the blood flowing. And um, I'm just going to, yeah, I might be hopping on the Syracuse train a week too late. Um, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll see what happens. Uh, give me the Cuse. Minus two and a half. Week nine. All right, Andy. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I was teetering on that one, too. I, I was... Notre Dame has looked bad this year. They, they've been just... They've been rough. All right. Let's go to the picks from Kevin on the Cape. Let's go and let's see what we got here from our friend Kev. And he's the picks for the... For NCAA week number nine. Let us see what he's got. Here we go. Um, so Kevin on the Cape's picks. He first starts... With a head-to-head pick, he's going to go head-to-head with Andy, with uh, Andy's pick. He's going to lay the points for BYU at home against, I think it's at home, against ECU. So that's game number one. For Kevin, game number two, a very interesting pick. He's going to go South Carolina giving three and a half against Missouri. Uh, the, the Gamecocks are at home for this matchup in Columbia. And we shall see. Good luck, Kevin. The picks again. BYU minus three. South Carolina minus three and a half for Kevin on the Cape in week nine. College football. All right. So that gives us a chance to take a look at the at the featured games this week in college football. And there are a bunch of them. Actually, a couple of good ones. So um, if we look at this, we've got Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. Um, Kansas State was a little bit of, bit of a tough spot, though, as you as you all were talking about the the lack of depth at a quarterback is, or sorry, all the quarterback injuries are kind of killing them here. So I am actually not sure if they can weather the storm here against Oakey State, but I hope they do. I'll let you guys comment and see what, where you guys lean on that one. Florida Georgia, it's a good it's a good it's a good rivalry. It's, as you all, everybody knows, the greatest world's greatest, biggest outdoor cocktail party. I don't know if Florida has it in them to, to hang with Georgia, but I hope they do. I I think they have talent on the team, but Georgia's defense is on another level, to be fair. And the final game, we'll, we'll run down here from featured games. Number 19, Kentucky, gets number 3, Tennessee. I mentioned that in picks. I, I do hope Kentucky can have something here. I mean... You know, it's what it's what their offense can bear. I can't really make a call on it at this point, but Tennessee's defense presumably should be leaky enough to keep him in the game. I think we'll find out. So, folks, let's break down the featured games and any other, any other action in Week Nine. Uh, John, I'll go to you first. Yeah, it's Andrew's Andy's in the laundry room. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely I'll go first. Um, Dave, you didn't put the Big Ten matchup on there. Ohio State, Penn State. How could you forget? I mean, come on. Big noon Saturday. That's going to be, you know, <laughs> they got the whole crew there. And, Dude, you know, last week was Big be, Joke uh... Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're ruining the sport with that. Like, I don't know. I mean, seriously, though, like that would usually be like a 7, 30, 8 o'clock, like whiteout game at night at Penn State. Like, it did that... surprise me, yeah. Legit, like that could be a, like a good atmosphere, like to watch college football, like the game on TV. And now it's just like, all right, it's like just kind of a dull, just start to the to the day watching Ohio State and you know and Penn State, but whatever. But yeah, I mean that's kind of a um, 
No, Ohio State, it's, it's ridiculous. This is their only their second road game of the year. Well, it's fucking Halloween. They've only played two road games. Like, it's crazy <laughs> the way the Big Ten just, like, protects them with, yeah. their, with the schedule and how they schedule themselves. But, I mean, you shouldn't really expect anything else. Um, so, I don't know. Like, that, it's over two touchdowns. Like, Ohio State's definitely going to win, but I could see Penn State getting a cover there. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just – anything Big Ten I try to stay away from with these picks because it's just, it's just so blah. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the games um but yeah the ones you mentioned on the screen i i can't really have an opinion on that kansas state oklahoma state game until you know we get some more news about the quarterback situation for kansas state um if adrian martinez is in or even if will howard is in i think <coughs> excuse me i think they'd be fine because uh they'll, they'll, both those guys are good it's just when the third stringer came in that they had some trouble the spread right now is Kansas State minus one and a half. So that leads me to believe that one of those two guys is going to play. Because I don't think they'd be favored with the third-string quarterback. You know, they have a really good defense. So I would lean towards them if, if I knew that the quarterback situation is settled. But, again, we, we got to monitor this later on in the week. Um, you have Florida-Georgia on there. Yeah, it's a good rivalry. That's about it. Um, so Georgia's going to win. Uh, that's really all you need to know from a gambling standpoint. I mean, the spread's 22 and a half. It's a lot of points, but I don't know. I definitely wouldn't want to be on Florida in this one. Uh, that's for sure. I'm not saying I'm going to bet Georgia. It's just Florida's, you know, their defense has looked pretty poor recently. And, you know, um, you know, Georgia can just, you know, probably scheme things up to stop Anthony Richardson. So I don't know. It's just, I just hate like a big spread like that because, you know, if Georgia gets up like 31, nothing or something. And then, Florida gets, you know, 10 garbage points in the fourth quarter like you don't cover. So I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm probably staying away from that. Um, I do agree on your assessment of Kentucky-Tennessee. Definitely thinking uh, Tennessee's going to be looking ahead to that game against um, Georgia next week. Kentucky's got a really good defense. You know, they're coming off a bye, so, you know, Will Levis should play. Um, I, I think they can definitely stay in this game. So I'm, I'm with you on that pick with, with Kentucky. So we're, we're going to ride the Wildcats there. And who knows? Maybe they'll win the game. That'll be interesting. That'll really throw a wrench into things since everyone's, you know, undefeated Georgia-Tennessee showdown next week. Um, some other games here that, you know, you don't have on your chart. Uh, tomorrow night we have a slate of three games, so we're going to be into that. Two of them, not so much. I mean, Vodtech, NC State, like they could be playing that in my backyard. I don't think I'd, I'd want to watch any of that game. That's just That is just really rough. Um, although I don't see how NC State's minus 14 with their backup quarterback. That's I might have to my bet Virginia Tech but not watch the game. That's kind of one of those one of those deals. <laughs> um, uh, Louisiana Southern Miss is a good game in the Sun Belt, so we kind of have our eyes on that. And then uh, Utah at Washington State for some Pac-12 action. Now that's that's where you want to spend your time watching college football tomorrow night. Um, probably go with the home dog there. We'll go with the Cougars getting seven. Um, Utah has been kind of shaky on the road. Their defense isn't quite what it was. We'll go with Cam Ward and, uh, and the Cougars at home to, to do something there, getting seven. And, yeah, Friday night, I'm into that East Carolina-BYU game for sure. I think the overs probably the look. BYU's defense is just absolutely miserable. Uh, they played Liberty last week, and Liberty's third-string quarterback put up like 40 points, and they lost by 27. So it is actually it's a good spot for BYU coming off of that loss and then uh, East Carolina coming off that huge home win. Now they're traveling West for a non-conference game. Like, I don't know if East Carolina is going to be up for it, 
but I do think they're going to score. So I think overs the bet for that game. Um, so yeah, decent Friday night, a decent Thursday and Friday night slate. I mean, you do have La Tech and Bayou on Friday too, but you know who cares? Um, now we care. We might make a bet, but for our <laughs> purposes here, yeah. talking about the games, uh, we really don't care. Um, let's see here, some other games on Saturday that are kind of interesting. Honestly, there's like there's a lot of teams on buys this week. This is like the smallest slate of the year in terms of actual games. Um, oh yeah, Cincinnati UCF. Like that's a really good game. Um, don't know who to go with this one because I think Cincinnati's kind of fraudulent, but also I'm not a fan of UCF. I would lean. I think I would lean UCF just because of the home home field advantage in this one. And I think Cincinnati's not quite as good um, as they have there in the past. They're just kind of scraping by these games and. Um, no, well, like Malzahn, if he's doing the same shit at UCF as he did at, at Auburn, like he lose to Vanderbilt and then beat Alabama. It's like the same thing here. Like, you know, you you beat, uh, you know, you lose to ECU, now he'll beat Cincinnati, you know, that kind of thing. Um, let's see, what else? Michigan, Michigan State, Saturday night. I mean, it's a 20-point spread. There's just no juice in that. Uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Surprise on this line. Again, Ole Miss only minus two. That's kind of telling you, like, go with the Aggies here. Um, I know it's not the same scenario with the ranked team, but, I mean, A&M is a complete mess right now. Like, you know, they've lost, like, three in a row. Players are leaving the program. Like, you're hearing all this turmoil, yet they're getting only – it's only a two-point spread at home. Like, something's fishy there. So, we might be on, uh, on A&M. I also was looking, and they haven't played a home game since the Miami game, and that's the weekend I was in Las Vegas. That's, like, six weeks ago. They played a, the neutral game against Arkansas. Then they had a bye, and then they had like three road games. They haven't played a, like a true home game in six weeks. I think I think that's probably a good spot. And I'm talking myself into it here. Um, betting A and M. Um, you have your degenerate specials on uh, late night. Actually, four games this week. So we're going to get into this. Stanford UCLA, um, Nevada San Jose State. Uh, what else here? San Diego State, Fresno State, and then Hawaii and Wyoming for the true degenerate game kicking off at midnight Eastern. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have some action on all four of those in some way, shape, or form. My early lean for, like, the, the, my best play out of all those, I would say San Diego State getting eight and a half. I know Fresno seems to have turned the corner just a little bit since they've, um, they've kind of, uh, you know, balanced themselves since um, – Jake Hainer got injured and, you know, they had a couple losses and the last couple weeks have been impressive, but, you know, they played New Mexico and uh, they played another one of those garbage teams. I think San Diego state as bad as they've been. I think, um, you know, they still have a good defense and they put in a, a new quarterback recently. who's done okay. So I think I'll grab the points there with the Aztecs on that game. Um, but yeah, always love to have the four or five like late, late night games for your winner chasing. And then two more games. One of the biggest games of recent memory for my Huskies at home against Boston College, yeah, getting seven, seven and a half. Let's go, baby. Like, we're going to ride the seven and a half and the money line. This BC team is horrible. They have no running game. They have no offensive line. Um, quarterback is pretty good, Jerkovic, and they have an NFL caliber wide receiver. But that's it. UConn is – they're coming off a bye. Like, they're going to be ready for this game. I trust in Jim Mora. And um, line's only seven and a half. We'll take it with the spread and the money line. I, if I could bet, um, you can't bet on the Connecticut teams, but my recommendation, uh, I think UConn will come to play this week. Um, and then, of course, the, the battle of the independence, New Mexico State and UMass, a game only a few people could love. Uh, what, a, what, a, <laughs> what a matchup. That's like the best, the worst game of the card. But, hey, you know what? Someone's got to win. Uh, 
I would say, you know, take UMass plus two and a half. I don't know how you could lay points on the road against anybody with Mexico State. But, yeah, I, I like the card this week. I know it's smaller, but lots of interesting matchups. And notice how we didn't mention any, like, ACC or Big Ten. Those, those conferences <laughs> can, like, get we fucking a little bit with the BC game, but you're right. You're little, a little bit. But, little well, bit. You know, but it's like they're playing, you know, BC was playing, you know, uh, Virginia, like I could give two shits. They're playing like my team, and I actually might go to the game, so it'll be a good time. Hopefully, I get to see them. I so, love it a lot. Uh, should be should be fun. You know, I learned my lesson with Boston College too. Man, I I thought they'd actually hang with the Wake Forest, but no, like you said, they can't run the ball. That team stinks. Like I I, I that was one of the worst picks I made all year. Um, okay, Andy, let's get your thoughts on this week's action. As we mentioned, you know, there's there's some juice in here. What what do you see, think about? There's this always week? there's always juice in college football. You can't repl- you can't replicate college football juice with NFL. You can't fight me. You can't you can't. Yeah, and just the degenerate vibes that it brings. Like I'm starting with Wyoming, Hawaii. I don't care. I'll be watching Team Pro Sports on my mobile phone at 9 p.m. out here. <laughs> that I game just gets more interesting. Cause Wyoming, Wyoming's better than we all thought. Now Wyoming's fighting for a bowl. Five and three Wyoming, two and six Hawaii. Why wouldn't you watch? I watch because you might be, you know, might be doing more, more risky things on a Saturday night. But I'll be watching. Yeah, John mentioned San Diego State, um, Fresno. That so the quarterback now for San Diego State is a converted safety. Uh, the first game he played, he threw like a safety, but now he throws like a quarterback again. And yeah, I actually watched way too much of the San Diego State Nevada game last week. And down 16, I was getting seven and a half. That was a bunk. But down 16 with like five minutes left, uh, Nevada punted from the San Diego State 40. And I was like, I, I was like, I was following, I was tweeting, or and people were also like, who the fuck punts down 16 from the other team's 40? Well, Nevada did, but uh, so that coach just like didn't care. And the CBS sports crew was like, why haven't he taken timeouts left when there's like two minutes left? And yeah, he just wanted to go home. But um, yeah, there's some degenerate action. Yeah, I'm I'm all aboard Jimbo against Lane that Saturday night game in College Station. Yeah, very Jekyll, very high, this Texas A&M team. This is the same team that uh, basically had Alabama dead to rights about a month ago in that ill-fated fourth down play. Um, you know, we all remember it. Well, maybe we don't remember it, but you get it. Like, they lost by four to Alabama in a very uh, seesaw game. And, yeah, then the – the same A&M team gets embarrassed at South Carolina just a week ago. So um, I'll be taking A&M in that game. I'm just kind of scrolling through here. Yeah, Baylor, Texas Tech. I'm taking I'm taking Texas Tech. They use all three quarterbacks like they did last week. Remember we were talking about I don't know which quarterback it's going to be, the true freshman, uh, Donovan Smith or Shue, but they all played last week. So it's a three-headed quarterback attack for the Red Raider offense. Um, actually, shoot and play, funhouse me. The two, two-headed two quarterback uh, for the Red Raider offense. Um, I'm sure John might fade uh, Willie Taggart again, uh, UAB going to Boca Raton. Coastal Carolina Marshalls, a pretty sneaky, degenerate game on the NFL Network. Now, that's a game that should be on tonight. 
that should be a game. That should be the Sun Belt game tonight that we should be watching instead of the fucking Nets choke clowns. They just need more time to gel, though. Right, Gamble? <laughs> Idiot. Um, what else do we got? Yeah, Florida, Georgia. I know uh, you guys were already talking about that. That's just like a game that you kind of have to watch, at least for a half. Um, you know, I always like to watch the Army-Navy game. I always watch Alabama-Auburn. always try to watch Oklahoma-Texas. always try to watch LSU-Florida. always try to watch Tennessee-Alabama. always try to watch USC-UCLA. You get the idea. Florida-Georgia is just one of those games that it might be 1965, it might be 2015, it might be this year. You just like to watch and get a taste of that, uh, that you know, long traditional rivalry. Uh, Oak State, Kansas State, we'll have action on that. I'll probably take Kansas State because this Gundy train, it's got to end at some point. Although, I don't know, with Kansas State's quarterback situation, might have to might have to reconvene on that. Um, Notre Dame, or uh, Northwestern Iowa, no. Since, yeah, Cincinnati, Central Florida, good God. I have to pick that. Uh, John, why is S- – well, I guess SMU got no defense, but that's – in. Uh, Mordecai is questionable. That's a weird line. Uh, yeah, I like Tulsa in that one. I, if I had to pick, I, I, I SMU has not impressed me at all the last like month or so. Yeah. Um, my yeah. Speaking of ACC purgatory, you want to be getting up at eleven thirty a.m. in Virginia watching Miami and the Cavaliers battle it out. It's funny. Both those. I mean, Miami was like considered like a dark horse contender to get to the ACC championship game. I think we all talked about that in August. Like, oh, that Mario Cristobal hire. They, he just needs his guys, though, I guess. I, I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, Ohio State, Penn State, no. I don't care if that's the Herb Street. No, that's the Gus Johnson 9 a.m. game. No. Sorry. Michigan, Michigan State, nope. Wait, wait, the next Big Ten game will be Michigan, Ohio State Thanksgiving weekend for me. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow's game, I will probably take Washington State. Uh, we had – well, John kind of taught me this theory of, like, just fade the – or uh, take the underdog in the Sun Belt games, and it's it, it been working. Um, having said that, I, I probably take Southern Miss, Southern Miss tomorrow. It's like a pick em or minus one. So, you know, it's – you're really splitting hairs there. And then, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, Dave, I'm with you. I'll, I'll probably – I could have taken both checker on a checker with your picks. I'll, I'm probably going to take Cal getting all those points against uh, Oregon. They have to have a little bit of a letdown after just destroying UCLA. Although, you know, going back to that Justin Wilcox, Will Plummer well is, like, you know, detrimental to one's – mental health but whatever what are you gonna do and uh yeah there's we're getting to the nitty-gritty time eight a lot of teams have played eight of their 12 games so um we're gonna see how it all shapes up and uh there's there'll be a large card on on saturday with all the with all the sports all the college games for sure oh yeah all right well thank you very much for the uh the previews everybody Let's go move ahead to the NFL action. So let's take a look at what happened last week. So if we look at at, at the 
Well, again, I, I don't, it was kind of ugly in a lot of ways for a lot of the games, but so I'm just going to go right to John. John, let's get your thoughts on last week's action. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll start with the, the two, um, you know, the headline you know, is, is Brady done? Is Rogers done? Can they, you know, are the two goats, their teams are awful. Well, you know, they were for one week anyway. I mean, I mean, more, obviously more surprising loss was the, the Bucks at the Panthers, you know, 11 point favorites and just, they didn't show up. They lose 21 to three. Um, you know, the Panthers seemingly tanking because they trade Christian McCaffrey earlier in the week and they, uh, they show up and, and get the win against, against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, you know, Carolina really needed a quarterback change. I mean, Baker Mayfield had been one of the worst or statistically was the worst quarterback in the NFL. And, Give credit to PJ Walker. He came in and played a really nice game, and their defense had been playing hard. And hey, uh, shit happens in the NFL sometimes. It was very similar to the Week One game when Green Bay and Minnesota played, and Christian Watson dropped the first pass from Rodgers, and you just knew it was going to be a rough day. Same thing here. Brady's like one of his first passes is to a wide open Mike Evans, and it would have been a touchdown, and he drops it, and it just kind of set the tone for the entire game, and they couldn't do anything after that. Very interesting now, um, the like the bounce back spot here for them at, at home tomorrow night against Baltimore. Like the look ahead line was Tampa minus three, and then it got to like Baltimore minus two yesterday, and now it's kind of there's kind of buyback now on Tampa. I, I don't know what to do with that game. Who the hell knows? I mean, these NFL games are just really tough to to kind of predict with with how just average like all these teams are, except for a few. Um, and then yeah, the Packers just they lay another egg in Washington. And then I said it last week, like Carson Wentz being out was like the worst thing that could have happened to them because, you know, the players, I think they actually like Heineke and, you know, he had some history playing with them the last few years and um, you could just see it, you know, he's, he's throwing it up for grabs half the time, like McLaren just makes some unbelievable plays, but you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, you know, the Packers, they get away from the running game. They don't use Aaron Jones enough. Receivers can't get separation. They're, they just have a lot of problems right now, and their defense can't get off the field on third downs. But again, like the NFC is such a shit show that I think, you know, it's not it's not hopeless for them. Um, I don't. They're not like the Lions or, you know, say the Texans or te- teams like that. I think they could still make a comeback here. It doesn't help that they're playing the Bills this Sunday, but, um, you know, that's just the, the way the schedule works. And you know, we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise people. Um, you know, the Giants continue their run of just pulling games out of their ass in the fourth quarter. I just don't understand some of these coaches. So it's 17 to 13 in the fourth quarter. The Jags are ahead. Okay, it's fourth and one. Like, yeah, like if you want to convert and score a touchdown, the game is really over. I, I understand that. But why not kick a field goal in that situation and go up a touchdown? Because sure, sure as shit, as soon as – uh, Lawrence got stopped on that sneak. I, I knew it. I said, the Giants are going to go right down the field here and score. And what happened? That's exactly what they did. You know, Jones, uh, you know, started making some plays. Barkley got involved. And, um, you know, they score the go, they go ahead and eventual game win touchdown. You know, the Jags make it exciting there at the end, getting stopped at the one-yard line. But I, I just don't understand it. Same thing uh, in the Sunday night game. I know Andy was enraged by by this with Mike McDaniel, you know, the <laughs> the hipster coach of the year um, for Miami. 
up 16 to 10 in the fourth. And instead of kicking the field goal to go up nine, which is two possessions in the NFL, this isn't the USFL. You can't get nine points on a, on a touchdown and like a three point conversion attempt. Um, he, he decides to go for it on fourth down. They get stuffed and there's, you know, there's no more scoring the rest of the game. Those of us holding Steelers plus seven and a half tickets were very happy people with Miami, not so much. Um, yeah, that was, that was a rough one, but I just don't understand some of this decision-making, um, you know, Kansas city routes, San Francisco, you know, San Fran has a lot of injuries, but Mahomes still proves he's King. Um, the jets and Broncos just every Denver game is just an eyesore. Thank God that London game is buried on ESPN plus like the Sunday, like we'll get up and watch it, but that doesn't need to be broadcast to a national audience at this point. <laughs> just what a, what a disaster that team is like, legitimately Hackett might be fired if they lose this game on Sunday. So for that reason alone, I kind of want them to win because I, I want them to, I want him to be around uh, as long as possible, but uh, we might not get our wish. The Jags usually do pretty well in London. Um, but yeah, that, that was just brutal. And uh, yeah, uh, the Seahawks continue their amazing play. Like who would have thought Geno Smith, like one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the NFL, like they, they sure got the best out of that trade. That's for sure. As we, as we've talked about, um, and then, yeah, Matt Ryan, four one out for his career because it's over. Uh, throws a pick six against Tennessee, just <laughs> looks terrible. And then now they're, the Colts have completely benched him and are going to Sam Ellinger uh, this Sunday. So, honestly, like it might be an upgrade because at least he can run. Like They can do some read option plays with Jonathan Taylor. Um, with Taylor. Um, you know, I don't know about like, his throwing ability. I mean, he had a great career at Texas, but like I just remember him like doing all sorts of running plays at Texas. So at least that they'll have that element to their offense now, but yeah, Matt Ryan, his career is finished. So it was a good run for him, but yeah, not, it wasn't a great slate of games. I mean, you had a few exciting finishes, but overall the NFL product just continues to be just kind of poor at the moment. But Hey, as we've said, whatever, whatever they feed us, we'll watch it every week. As, as I said, I'll be up watching that giant, that Jack's uh, Broncos game Sunday morning and going to hate myself for it. I do have to give the Jaguars a lot of credit, though, for being, you know, in almost all these games, though. I mean, they have. Yeah, they can't win them, though. Like, they, yeah. they're favored! <laughs> yeah, they well, made they were boneheaded. Fav- no, they decisions. were favored. You're right. They were favored that last week. That yeah, is- <laughs> that really annoyed me because, like, we're sitting pretty minus three in the fourth quarter. And then just, again, <laughs> give credit to Dable and the Giants, but they, they yeah. ink the clutch situations. Like, they know how to how to make the, the plays to win, and they just capitalize on those mistakes. But. They should not be six and one. Like this train is going to end soon. Um, <laughs> Seattle. Yes, I agree. I'm with you. Well, I, I that's what I, we're kind of. I'm kind of like leading into it, but that I'm very interested in that game. Like Giants Seahawks is going to be quite a watch. And and Andy, you know, you you followed this team closely. I finally had a chance to watch a complete Seahawks game last week. Last week because they were in the at the Chargers. I'm shocked how good they're off. Their offense is good. I'm like, wow. I was really impressed. Like I. I'm sorry about DK's injury, but man, like another, that offense was good. Walker was looking good. No, Lockett was looking good. Geno's got it, getting it done. Like it's a really, good, it's a good offense. So, Andy, let's get your thoughts on last week. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll do Seahawks, and I'll wind up back to that dreadful Jaguars game. But um, yeah, so the Seahawks, unfortunately, Metcalf is out. Uh, they expect him to play at some point again. They just don't have a concrete timetable but walker from michigan state's really good and he's gonna have to be 
because uh, Richard Penny got injured maybe two or three weeks ago, so he's out for the year. And with Metcalf out for the year, they're just going to have to be a little more creative. And I don't know. With uh, So first, yeah, sorry, Yachts. Sorry to hear that, Yachts. Um, with the Chargers. I mean, but that was our pick. I, I think we took Seattle. Um, it was. I just had a weird feeling that Seattle would be ready. And the Chargers, they always kind of – you just knew – the, the combo of those two teams, like it wasn't going to be a boring game. And that the thing about Seattle is they're none of their games are boring. And the thing about the Giants is all their games are boring. So something's going to have to give this Sunday. But the, the reason why the Seahawks games are never boring is because their defense isn't that good. So you're going to have like missed assignments, explosive plays, fumbles. Their punter's a moron. So the punter has like, fumbled twice like unprovoked you just really never know what you're going to get like Gino might throw an interception or two um their defense might you know like I said their defense isn't that good although it's gotten better like it was pretty impressive against Herbert on Sunday I don't know if Herbert's still nursing an injury because they didn't really let him loose um and he didn't really run like he used to he didn't really throw any deep balls like he used to um but yeah, Seattle's a pleasant surprise. You know, I am holding a over five and a half game ticket. Uh, they're four and three right now, so they just need to carve them. You know, carve a path to two and two and eight. I'm not going to the window yet. Their schedule does like there's some meat to that bone with their schedule. So, uh, you know, back when we were looking at their schedule, I was like, oh, you could find five and a half. You could find six wins, and two of them were like the Jets and the Giants, respectively. And now. Those, those might be one of the tougher games on their schedule. So, yeah, we'll see. They're four and three. Uh, and right now, like, the way Denver is just completely trending, uh, like a plane crashing into a mountain, like, they could end up with, like, a top five pick. Denver, you know, because they have all those picks from the Russell Wilson trade. But, yeah, things are cool for Seattle. As for the rest of the week, yeah, I'm still so angry about that uh, – Jacksonville game, ETN fumbling at the giant two-yard line uh, when he's basically going in for a touchdown was very haunting. John Ardley chronicled the decision to kick, not kick the field goal when you're up, you're up four points. Peterson, kick the field goal, you moron. Uh, Lawrence needs to kind of apply some touches to his passes. Not everything has to be a bullet. Um, you still see some good things of the Jaguars. They're just not a team that I voluntarily like to bet. I only took them because the whole world was taking the Giants plus three. And I don't really like being on that side when, like, everyone's taking the Giants and everyone that took them got bailed out. Now, having said that, everyone also took San Fran. Everyone was taking Kansas City against San Francisco. And I'm like, I am not going to be the hipster taking San Fran. I don't care. I'm taking the Chiefs. So that worked out. I think um, – and well, I think the 49ers are a couple of weeks away from, you know, realizing their. I don't think you can realize their full potential with the injuries they have, but it's going to take a while to get McCaffrey going. And I know, Dave, you mentioned it. Like, we all mentioned the whole McVay, Shanahan, you know, Shanahan basically puts McVay in a body bag. And uh, 
you're like, it has to end at some point. So you, I think you took the Rams on that Monday night a month ago and it didn't work out, but I'm foreshadowing. I, I think I, I'm, I'm probably going to take the Rams this Sunday. Wait, uh, that's, a, that's very interesting. I did take the Niners because I, I, I was big on that trend um, at that point. I find it interesting that you're going the other way, though. That's interesting, Andy. Uh, keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to take the Rams this Sunday. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but some of the other games from last week, yeah, like, who would have thought, you know, John definitely sick to, sick to realize it, but, like, Aaron Rodgers has lost to Henneke, uh, Dan Dan Jones, and Kyle Wilson. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Um Tom Brady losing to Paul, not Paul Walker, uh, PJ Walker as Matt Rule sees it. You know, Matt Matt Rule watched that game with tears in his eyes. And like, That's my old quarterback from Temple. That's my team. But, you know, NFL is crazy. Like, no one would – you would have thought that was the game that Tampa, like, gets right. And now they have – now they're playing the Ravens. The Ravens, you know, they, they make all their games interesting. And everyone's like – how are you going to take Tampa tomorrow? I'm probably going to take Tampa tomorrow. I might regret it, but I, I don't know. I'm just, these Thursday games are so fucking hard to handicap because of the short week or whatever. But I don't know. Something's. If Tampa doesn't get it right, like tomorrow, I don't know when. But that division is, that division is shaping up to be like the NFC East was a couple of years ago when it was like. Eight and eight's gonna win it. It could be that way right now. Maybe not. Not gonna be eight and eight because maybe it'll be eight and nine. Maybe it'll be seven and ten because of the extra game, you know. So it's not gonna be eight and eight like the NFC West was. NFC East was a couple of years ago. But that division is an absolute train wreck, and you can't steer your eyes away from train wreck. So we're gonna be paying attention. Like Tampa probably gonna still win that division as bad as they've been. And I don't think Atlanta's gonna sustain like what they're doing. And they actually didn't look good against Cincinnati last week. I was wrong about that one. Uh, Burrow completely shredded the Falcon defense to ribbons, cut them to ribbons. Um, And then the other game that pissed me off was Houston, Las Vegas. So that was a pick Houston plus seven. They're up. They're up 21 20 or they're up 20 to 17. Yeah. They're up 20, 17 going into the fourth quarter final score, 38, 20 uh, with about four minutes left. They were only down four with the ball at midfield third and one. They get stuffed thinking about going for it. Delay of game. Lovey Smith punt the ball. Next thing you know, touchdown, Touchdown, L.A. or Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, you're down 11. This is backdoor material. Three plays later, pick six. Now you're down 18. That's the that's Lovey Smith in a nutshell. Um, that was like a game that I had like – that was the most like nondescript game of the week. Like I had it in the corner of my TV set, and I was like, I can't even – I don't even know what I'm watching. It's the Raiders. It's the Texans. It's so boring because you had the Jacksonville Giants nonsense going on. You had – I had a money late, money line parlay go up and smoke with the Packers. That Packer game, Tyler Haneke, Taylor Haneke throwing off his back foot time and time again, converting all those third downs. It was just garbage. The muff punt, so haunting, so haunting for the Packers. 
John was right. They're better off with Carson Wentz if, the, if you're a Packer fan. But Henneke is better than Carson Wentz in this uh, – just the way Wentz is. He's an absolute statue. But um, what are the, some of the other stuff? Yeah, the Browns were the Browns missing that field goal. Uh, they still covered, though, so good for them. Belichick laying an egg. I don't want to talk about Pat Bears, but uh, some crackpots think that Belichick hates the Jets so much that he deliberately laid an egg against the Bears so he can break Hallis's record against the Jets. I don't buy that. That's a – Patriots, they don't have freebies like that. That's a stupid theory. Although part of my brain is like, mm, maybe. But uh, no, like they met <laughs> – they, they, they – they let Fields look amazing. It pissed me off. That defense looked like shit. Um, Detroit, Dallas, that game bothered me because I had St. Brown on a fantasy team. Uh, I had Detroit getting the points. Uh, they said St. Brown had a concussion. It turned out he didn't have a concussion. That bothered me. So fantasy went up in smoke. Uh, another example of why the Lions are the fucking Lions. They get the ball at the one-yard line. They're down either three or four. I think they're down three. Um, and they, they're they at the one-yard line, and Tony Romo's like, why are they hurrying? Like, if anything, they should, like, challenge the challenge the spot. He might have gotten in, but they're rushing. They're all helter-skelter. Next play, fumble, Dallas recovers. They go 99 yards or whatever. And that's Detroit in a nutshell. I mean, that game was close for 90% of that game. And if you look at the scores, like, oh, it wasn't close, but it was close. Dak Prescott looked like shit. Fucking Dallas. Um, so, yeah, that was annoying. And, yeah, the Sunday night game was annoying. The Monday night game was annoying. It wasn't like Saturday. Saturday was a lot more fun from a gambling standpoint, let's just put it that way. Um <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. I mean, that I think that the, Dallas covering that game was a bullshit cover. They were never covering yeah. most that of That game, Dave, you were right. That game was like that. So I know we're like, you're rambling. They're all over the place. So that game ended like at 11.45 our time because yeah. there was so much running. That game was over. Nance was like, we'll see you later. That Oklahoma State-Texas game was like, Four hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's just a cause. That's another topic. That's but so interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, that game, that game ended like ah, almost like forty-five minutes before some of those like that that uh for whatever that Packer Redskin game just WFT game like didn't end like that game like ended forty-five minutes after the Dallas game ended. Well, I think it's funny because the fourth quarter of that Dallas game started. When the uh, the Jaguars game, I think it was, went to halftime. Or no, I think was, I think that's the game you're talking about. I think the the Washington game went to halftime. That's, that's that's just that was weird to watch. Like that was just so funny. So um, all right, well let's let's move on to this week. And why not? Because like we said, there's not there's some ugly action last week, but better action this week. So I'm looking forward to the picks. And John, we'll go to you first for your first uh, for your look at week eight NFL picks. It's all yours. All right, so we're doing the picks. Now, Dave, are we doing like the featured games? I think we do the picks first, don't we? Okay. Or, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Remember. We'll do the picks. Does anybody remember? Like, um, I, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll yeah. go. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Um, we'll uh, we'll start with 
the Seahawks, minus three. They were good to me last week. We're going to keep riding them. I mean, what else is there to say? This Giants luck box has got to end here at some point. Um, you know, cross-country trip to Seattle. You know, Geno Smith's been playing some great football. Uh, the Giants' defense is exploitable. I still don't know how they're, you know, making this work with, with Daniel Jones. It's clearly some great coaching, obviously, on Dable's part, and they're just winning in the key situations. But, again, you know, they were they easily could have lost last week by the more than the three points. They were down 10 to the Ravens in the fourth quarter. The Packers were up two touchdowns at halftime. I mean, the list goes on and on of these wins that they just – pull out of their ass and at some point it's just not going to happen we hope it's this week we hope the the uh geno smith show carries on we hope kenneth walker continues his great start to his career uh both for our bet and for fantasy football purposes um yeah i, I just think uh seattle just laying a field goal at home i think we're gonna we're gonna trust in it and we're gonna hope the giants magic carpet ride ends here in this situation so um seahawks minus three pick number one and pick two fuck it why not let's just let's just do it green bay plus ten and a half i mean if there's any game that they're just going to show up and get this i'm not gonna say turned around because they still could lose this game because the bills are a great team but this is like i'm not gonna it's, it's almost like i'm not gonna say they're super bowl but it's kind of like a last stand scenario here like the packers are going to put everything they have into this game like, I don't think Rodgers wants to be embarrassed on national television. Like, they're going to put their best effort into this. Bills might be a little bit sleepy coming off of, of a bye week. You would think the opposite, like they'd be ready to go. But I think they, you know, there, there's going to be more urgency with Green Bay in the spot. The line is clearly inflated. Um, you know, I think it was like six, maybe in the look ahead, seven. And yeah, the Packers have looked like shit, but they haven't been like blown out uh, in any of these games. Um, I just think it'll be a game in the fourth quarter, ten and a half points. I, I know, like the back door will be wide open here. If, you know, you're down like thirteen or something, and get a late touchdown. I mean, just hope that Jordan Love's not playing late in the game that Rodgers is still in there. But I just think it's gonna be like I don't have to, like I need like pure football reasons to make this pick. It's just just all like a motivational spot, and I just think it's just a little bit too big of a line. So. Uh, we'll go with Packers plus ten and a half with Rodgers to get back on track and keep it a competitive game, um, and then Seattle minus three are the two picks. Week number eight, honestly, like this card was really hard for me to try to find some some games. This is a tough week. I would say my next pick off the uh, cutting room floor would be Cliff getting four at Minnesota, and like, yeah, well, that's your third best pick of the week. We have some problems here, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough week. Yeah, I hear that. You know, there, there's just something to that, John. All right, thank you for the picks, and good luck, of course. Uh, let's go to Ron's picks, then, sent in via the text. And here they come for um, for week number eight in the NFL. So Ron's picks, here they come. Let's see. He's going to first go with a divisional matchup. He's taking the Tennessee Titans, giving two and a half at the Texans. So the Texans came off a pretty big win against the against the Raiders last week, and honestly, they really it re- they were. I'm sorry, the Raiders came off they came off a pretty rough loss against the Raiders last week. I mixed up who won, but um, so you'd think that the Texans might bounce back here, but honestly, eh. <laughs> well, I, th- I think Ron's on the right side of this one. So Titans giving two and a half. Ron's second pick is Rams getting one and a half versus the 49ers. Andy alluded to this a few minutes ago. 
Very interesting spot. So the picks for Ron. Titans giving two and a half. And Rams getting one and a half at home against the 49ers who now have Christian McCaffrey. Very interesting stuff. So, uh, Ron, good luck. Thanks very much for the picks. And we roll over to the picks I have for week for week number eight. Here they come. Okay, for the week eight. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do? Let's see. I'm going to point to a trend that has spanned over five decades. Actually, really over almost six decades at this point. And it's a trend of the Steelers' drought of the Steelers' drought against the Eagles in Philadelphia. They have not won a game in Philadelphia, and I recognize that they don't play that often, and they really didn't before the 2002 realignment. But the fact remains, they haven't won a game in Philadelphia in a really long time. The last win was before the merger, 1965. Now, what does that really mean? Generally, it doesn't mean a lot. But I do know that the Steelers are, tr are, tr are trash this year. And I know that the Eagles are coming off a bye. Um, the one thing you got to watch out for with the Eagles, though, is if they do get up uh, early by I mean, 17 points or 21 points, you know, despite what I'm about to pick here, you probably want to fade them at halftime because what the Eagles have done notoriously is sit on the lead and not do a whole lot on offense in the second half. And that's a very dangerous road. And I think one of these days that's going to happen. So that's like the one little side bet I would recommend in addition to this pick. But for the game, I love the Eagles laying the 10 and a half. I really, honestly, I, I mean, even though they are probably going to sit on whatever lead they've got, it's probably, I don't think this is going to be a close game. So I think... The Eagles are definitely going to win. If you can put the Eagles in some money line parlays, you really should. Because, like, give me a reason why the Steelers would win that game. Like, they barely can run the ball at this point, even when not, when, whether Najee's in there or not. You know, Kenny Pickett just loves throwing the ball to the other team. And their defense, I mean, has been doing it its best, but I, I just I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see it. I don't know how they're going to slow down the Eagles here. So, uh, Eagles giving 10.5, game one. Game number two, which now, to me, feels like I'm feeling like I'm a contrarian in light of what other people have been saying. But I'm going to be the... I'm going to go on the public side of this. I'm going to get take the 49ers, giving 1.5. Now, when I say public side, I'm going to double-check that. Let me see where the public is on this. Oh, it's very public. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm probably going to play the clown, the clown side of this. We're going to go with the 49ers giving one and a half at the Rams. Listen, this might be a bad pick, but look, this is one of those scenarios where until it's proven wrong in the regular season, I do say regular season because they did win in the Rams did win in the post in the playoffs. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to go get Rams 49ers giving one and a half. They're coming off a loss. Rams are coming off a bye, but I just don't think they're that good. So I don't know. I just, McVeigh has, I mean, Shanahan has a way. So, two Mongo picks for you. <laughs> Eagles giving 10.5 and, and 49ers giving 1.5 for week 8 in the NFL. Hey, listen, I might go in too, but I stand by it. I really I really feel like this is what, what, what we're going to see uh, um, come Sunday. So, we'll see. All right, Andy, off of, the, of that nonsense, I'd love to get your picks for week number 8 in the NFL. Yeah, again, I got checker on the checker possibilities with both of y'all. And I, I, I mean, I'm definitely playing Green Bay. Uh, Eddie, get me uh, Aaron Rodgers against the spread on Sunday night when you get a chance, will ya? I don't have it off the top of my head, but if, 
You get me that? No, nice. I, I don't know. Someone's got to have it at some point. I'm sure it'll be on Twitter. I just don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night as, as like, non, non-Aaron Rodgers has been this year. Like, I don't know. But anyway, I'm not going to make that my pick. I'm going to go checker on a checker with John's other pick, and I'm taking Seattle uh, minus three this Saturday or this Sunday. I'm sorry. A little out of it. Um, I want LT56 to say how he hates the Seahawks fans. I want Gamble to say how the rest hate the Giants. No, that's other stuff. I just think this giant luck box is gonna, it's gotta end at some point. And obviously the odds makers are kind of still not sold on the Giants as the Seahawks are a, you know, a three point choice. Um, listen, the Seahawks aren't, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. They're playing probably a couple levels above their uh, anticipated ability. But the game is at home. Uh, this city does have a, lo- a bunch of Mongo fans. It, it will be loud. Um, the, uh, as for the Giants are boring. Like They play all these one-possession games. They, I looked it up. Out of their six wins, four of them... Uh, they were losing in the fourth quarter. One of them, they were tied, and the other one, they were up three. So I don't think it's sustainable um, for all this time. And as for the Seahawks, let's just keep that mojo going. They play close games, too. They've only really – they've laid one egg, and that was at San Francisco week two. Um, their loss against – the Saints was kind of wild and crazy. Their loss against – the Falcons were wild and crazy, and their wins against uh, the Cardinals. You know what I mean. They just play kind of kooky games, and the Giants play boring games. Give me the Seahawks minus three. Checker on a checker with John. Game number two, I'm going to go head-to-head with you, Dave. I'm going to take the, the Rams. Yeah, I do know uh, McVay is owned by Shanahan. Playoff game, they... Um, San Francisco still ended up covering that game, if I'm not mistaken. The Rams won, but I am going to take the Rams just based on uh, the bye week angle. Uh, McCaffrey not needs to soak the playbook angle. Um, Garoppolo's going to make a couple, like, what the fuck kind of throws. And I think the Rams, they're due to kind of, like, show the world uh, that... Yeah, we're Super Bowl contenders. We've laid a bunch of eggs already this year. We've been uninspired. But I think this bye week is like, if you're not going to reset the button after the bye week, I don't know when that button's going to be set. Plenty of football left. Uh, they still got to play the Seahawks twice. Uh, they can definitely right the ship. Um, they're, Stafford looks kind of clownish. Uh, but Cup is still Cup. The uh, guy they got from the Jaguars, Robertson, started to get a little more involved. Higby's good. And that defense has been – Dave, we watched that Bills game together. They look like do. Uh, but it's – they're better than what they've shown. So I want to I see something out of the Rams this Sunday. Give me the Rams. Getting the point and a half. Uh, week 8 NFL. That would be a fun I, – I, I, there is – there. Tech, geographically, I could be in the building for that game, but the tickets are going to oh, be... Oh, yeah. Might yeah. be a great game to be at the building, and right? Might be worth the money. I mean, 
That would be a quite... It's going to be electricity in that building. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Stuart Hayek with a pick. Buffalo giving 10.5, so going head-to-head with John on that one. But, you know, you can't really kill that. I mean, the Bills have been great all year, so we'll see. Uh, let's look at the featured games then. And Oh, no, 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 not one more. We got Kevin on the Capes picks, so let's go bring those up to the table. And here we go. Kevin's picks for Week 8 in the NFL are these. Here we go. Okay, so... Oh wow, oh wow, this is interesting. Okay, so game number one, he's gonna go. He's gonna have. He's go, he's gonna be on the Falcons giving four at home against the Panthers, and as you saw, the Panthers humiliated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a week ago, and the Falcons had a very rough loss uh, to the Bengals. I actually did I, just like John and Andy. I I also thought the Falcons were gonna stay stay in that game, but you know, give a, give credit to the the Bengals. They really were too much. But here, in a divisional game, could be a different story. So that's game number one. Game number two for Kevin. He's going head-to-head -head with both John and Andy, and he's going to take the Giants getting three at the Seahawks. So the picks for Kevin, Falcons minus four, Giants plus three for the NFL in week number eight. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now let's go look at the featured games. Featured games for the NFL in Week 8. I, I think I threw a bunch of them on there. I'm not even sure how many of these really should be on there. I, I definitely think Giants Seahawks is a very fun one. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you know, who's going to end up in who's going to end up in the the victor in that one. That's going to be that's actually a genuinely very interesting game for me. I I, I don't think it's going to be on locally because as I mentioned, the you know, 49ers are going to be at home. With the, I mean, the, not the the Rams are going to be at home at the same time. Oh, whoops, the Chiefs 49ers game from last week's in there. I should take that out. But um, but at any rate, the Bears and the Cowboys will lead it off. Um, I don't. I think the Bears could muck it up a bit. We'll see. Patriots, Jets, you know, I actually think that I could have juice. I could have juice because I think, you know, the interesting scenario with Zappi and, and Mac Jones, I, I'm curious as to where Andy is on the whole quarterback scenario. We mentioned 49ers, Rams, uh, Packers, Bills. You just never know. You know what? I, I think it's fair to say that even though it seems on paper like the Bills will absolutely destroy the Packers, I don't think that's a given. You know, you just never know. You know, sometimes the lights can really energize the the folks who've been there before, and Rodgers is most definitely that. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't make that an easy you know what I mean? Like I, I think it could go you could definitely see the Packers hanging in there against the Bills. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's go look at, uh, let's see what you all think of these games as well. Um, John, uh, we'll go to you first. Uh, what do you think of as far, as far as the, uh, the upcoming week action? Yeah. So Dave, you don't have the, uh, Thursday night game on there. So not much interest in Bucks and Ravens tomorrow night. Um, but you know, the injury report for both teams, is just, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how you, like Andy was saying, I don't know how you handicap these games with just all these players injured. I think the move for Thursday night football has been like the under, although last week that wouldn't have worked with the Arizona New Orleans game, but um, <laughs> with all those injuries and how, uh, you know, just in general, like it's just been so lethargic on, on Thursday night football, that that could be the move and just how the, what the Bucks offense has been doing. But yeah, last week's Thursday night game was rough. I mean, the Saints she easily could have won that Dalton just Dodo with those pick sixes and, 
he's the starter now. Like the moving forward, you know, Dennis Allen named him the starter, so I guess they're tanking now too. The whole the whole NFC South is tanking. Um, the Panthers could win the division seriously. Like it's a, it's a crazy thought, especially if they beat uh, they beat Atlanta this week. Um, they might get right back in the mix. You don't have that great ESPN Plus game Sunday morning, Jags and Broncos in London. <laughs> Coach watch. Can't wait. Can't wait for that one. I don't think Buck and Aikman are doing that. I think it's like the B team. So like Steve Levy and whoever the hell else they got. Um, it might. I don't even know who they have with their B announced team now. Because I know Lewis Riddick has been doing college football. So, And they got – and Greasy went back to uh, coaching. Oh, you know who? It might be Dan Orlovsky. It might be – Steve Levy and Dan Orlovsky. So prepare yourself for Sunday morning if you get ESPN Plus and you're tuning into that to that game. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't even know where Nance and uh, Romo are this week. I know Andy's on top of that. I'm guessing Patriots and Jets. Damn no, no, they're still the Steelers. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yep. But, so they're covering the Steeler game, John. That's that's wild, huh? Oh no, really? Steelers and Eagles. Okay, yeah. interesting. The the Pennsylvania battle. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's an okay card. No, the, the Patriots and Jets, you know, division match of the Jets certainly playing above their their weight so far. Um, I don't even know if you can hear me, Dave, anymore because I think my internet is just like dropping. You. Oh, we're good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um. I always know that when my TV starts to go out, my internet is just like shitting bed, but now it's back. So we're good. Um, yeah, the Patriots, that was just pretty rough on Monday. Um, maybe the Bears figured something out with Fields. They actually have an athletic quarterback, maybe designed some runs for him. Uh, that's maybe the smart thing to do. And they actually did it. So that Cowboy game now is really interesting with their Bears. The spreads 10. Like, yeah. Because you're not want to take Chicago to kind of hang in that mm-hmm. game. I think I would. Um, I tend to agree with Andy on the Rams pick home dog coming out out of the bye. Like if McVay's ever going to beat Shanahan, it's going to be in this spot. I mean, he did beat him in the NFC championship game, so it can be done. Um, you know, I already talked about Giants, Seahawks and Packers bills, the Bengals on Monday night. That was like kind of the, the next pick of mine off the, the cutting room floor, I guess. Um, Bengals minus three against the bad Browns defense. Like that seems like a pick that needs to be made. Are the Bengals starting to find their stride? I, the only reason I didn't make it is because I saw it was three and a half, and that just kind of scared me. But if it goes back down to three, I think I think we'll be in. Maybe even if it stays at three and a half. I mean, the Bengals Burroughs has been looking great the last two weeks. I think they're finally starting to to find something. Um, yeah, the Carolina Atlanta game is all of a sudden interesting. That was kind of like Carolina's Super Bowl. So if Atlanta's any kind of a halfway decent team, like they'll cover that at home. It's just really scary. Just laying points in general with the Falcons. I'd rather much take them as an underdog, but I think Atlanta's probably the the play there. Yep. Um, And then, yeah, who could forget the matchup of Sam Ellinger and Taylor Heineke at at 4 p.m. with the the Colts (laughs) and the Commanders. That's that's a game for the ages for sure. Who the hell do you go with that? I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, no, bet. keep going. But yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, you don't want to bet that one. I mean, I don't even know who I would lean in that game. No clue. Um, 
Tennessee minus two at Houston, that seems really short to me, but I guess Tannehill is kind of up in the air, questionable. But even if they have Malik Willis in there, just hand the ball to Derrick Henry 40 times. You can win the game 13-10, and you cover two points. Like, that seems like a winning strategy to me. Um, that, that just seems – that line seems pretty short. Um, yeah, and that's, that's – I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, the Steelers-Eagles game will be interesting. We'll see what the Eagles do coming off a bye. Um, see if Pickett can do anything against the Eagles' defense. I mean, the Steelers have been hanging in these games pretty good. Like, I don't know if I would want – pick them to win, but cover maybe it's, it's always rough just laying big points in the NFL. It's not like college football. Like anything could, could kind of just keep a game tight for a little bit. So um, yeah, it should be an interesting week. It's a decent slate of games on paper. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, that's, I was actually looking forward to this compared to a week ago. Like I just, when I even seeing the matchup, like, Oh boy, you know, like a week ago, like it was like, Oh boy, you know, but but this week is a little different. And uh, Modfather with these comments, Stuart Hayek, and uh, my thoughts, people still overrating the Packers and Bucks. As a result, teams that beat them are also overrated. Commanders are only getting three, so bet on Colts to cover the spread. Panthers plus four and a half, and Atlanta, so bet Atlanta straight up. So, Which is very similar to what we were thinking. Like, I think we figured the same. Um, Bears traded Quinn. Team will feel they gave up on the season might spoil the game. That's an interesting thought on the Bears. I wonder about that. I'm kind of curious about that too. But well, I did see like Lohan Smith was basically like crying at the press conference today after they told wow. him that. So could be something to that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a good. That's a good nugget by Stewart there. So, um, Andy, let's get your look at look ahead to this week's action. I'll bring the slide back up. Oh, so I'm looking at lamb chops for dinner. I'm sorry. Ooh, that sounds great. Oh man. Love that. I don't know. I don't deserve it. I'm 0-2 with my bets right now, so I might have to <laughs> get Wendy's. I don't do but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, John made some good points about these games. Um, you don't have to put – I mean, you're just doing that for the Jet fans. <laughs> well, Pat's I wanted Jet. to – No, was, I'm just kidding. It's still a big it's game. It's going to be a good game, though. Like, good it's game. a divisional game and, you know, yeah. So John and Dave, I think he's going back to Mac Jones. Apparently at practice today, he took 90% of the, the reps. It's just, I don't know what he's doing. Like everyone that with the, with the brain and the eyes, like I think Zappy's better. Now, New England fans, we're kind of like, we have our, we have our portion of Yankee captain style. Like I thought it was a little harsh for Mac Jones to get booed as he did on Monday night. Cause let's, let's big picture. He had a pretty good year last year. He's just a rookie. He had one like horrible quarter, which was last Monday against the Bears, and he's getting booed because Zappi has had a very short sample of size himself. I don't know. We're spoiled. And but Bill, I mean, I know he had, there's a method to his madness. It's just it's just weird. Like stick with one of these guys. Like the team, I don't think is going to go anywhere more than eight and nine this year. So. I don't know what you're going to do. like, But it does seem like the team has a little more hop to their step with Zappi behind center than it does with Mac. But maybe that's just me being a Mongo. But, um, yeah, they, this Jet team is, is frisky. Um, Sauce Gardner's awesome. But I'll, be still, I'll probably bet the Pats like a clown, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, like – it's funny if you look at the map, like almost just as many people are going to see Giants, 
Seahawks, there's like the national broadcast of the Rams and the Niners. Um, that's just the way it is. And then like a very, very, very select few will be watching. Uh, there's another game going on at that time. I'm, I'm, it, it just escapes me right now. I, I'm not going to look, but. The Colts game is actually a four o'clock game, believe it or not, which is. Yeah, ridiculous. I think that's the other one. Yeah. yeah. So that little sliver will, you know, those poor people in market have to watch that game. But so you get the package, get the, get the dish. Yeah, there you go. Dave. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Popped oh, it up. <laughs> I mean, it's too bad that Wentz and Ryan can't be in that game. Like that's too bad. They scheduled that game two weeks too early. Imagine Wentz first, Matt Ryan. Don't, don't. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, um, like like you guys, oh Dave, you might you might not. I don't know. You, they changed the clock, so getting up for us, we only have to get up. It'll feel like seven thirty for us, and I will be that sicko with. I'll be. I'll have my coffee. I'll get up refreshed <laughs> to get ready. For, maybe get a croissant and watch that yep. Jaguar Bronco game. Because like you guys said. I wish Will. So Wilson, do we know if he's playing or not? I know he's doing the stretches. Hey, of the yeah, plane. he stretched for four hours on the plane, so he's got to be playing at this Good. point. Yeah, so, he's got to be yeah, playing. To rant, I, John, did you have the Broncos last week? No, I just took the easy bet and took the under because I knew neither team was going to score. Um, the I saw like all the sharps were on Denver and like they were saying how. Um, What's his name? Rippin is like better than Wilson or just as good as Wilson. That's for sure. No. Like he looked terrible. Even a washed Wilson is better than that Rippin guy. So um, yeah, it. I still might like the Jaguars in this game, even if Wilson plays. But like Rippin is nowhere near Wilson, even no. in his diminished state. No, I took not to channel my inner Stooky, but like, yeah, it's one of those games. Like I think the Broncos had more first downs. They had more time of possession. They had more yards, but. Ripping sucks. Like they could not do anything when it actually got to like meaningful third downs. But uh, yeah, we're talking about that Jaguar Denver game. Like those Denver games, like they're, you can't look away. Like you, they're just so ugly. And I just love watching Hackett look so flustered and confused out there. Like, so I'm going to watch that game like an absolute sicko. And I'm probably going to take Cliff Kingsbury like, ah, Kingsbury versus Kevin O'Connor, whatever his name is. Why am I taking the Kingsbury when the Vikings are coming off by? That could really bite us in the ass. But they're the, they're getting five, hopefully maybe even five and a half by Sunday. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you're, like this podcast has now talked me into the Bengals. <laughs> it's talked me into – talked me into Kingsbury. It's uh, – I'm already on board with the Packers. Yeah, it's it's funny because like Bills Packers was a game that we all circled in the summer. Like that that's a great Sunday night game. And now I mean it still is a great Sunday night game because you know, it's still Green Bay. Like guys like Rodgers, guys like Brady, Brady, even guys like LeBron who are watching right now, like they have so much currency and equity like you know like we still have this one, two, three, I believe like they can just turn it around. Um, Cause they've proven in the past that they can. So um, I'm going to take green Bay getting all those points. I know the bills like 
look awesome and they have been like amazing and they got a great defense and Josh Allen this and Stefan digs that, but whatever. It's just, I'm watching Sunday night and I'm watching tomorrow night. I'm probably, I'm taking Tampa. My mind is made. I'm, I'm taking Tampa. Fuck. But it is what it is. Uh, Michael Evans on a fantasy team and yeah, like uh, Eagles, they haven't they haven't been tested. They're, it's it's kind of crazy. I'm we're gonna have to wait and see. I don't think it's gonna be this Sunday, Dave. As you know, you've, you're taking the Eagles, so it's gonna be interesting when like Hertz has to play in a cold, windy environment, and it's like tooth and nail. Yeah, let's see how they respond. Because um, they're they've been a surprise team too. Like. You know, if there's one silver lining to this season, it's like that NFC is like completely up for grabs because like a lot of people was like, it's going to be Tampa Green Bay in the NFC championship game. Um, So, yeah, you're going to have these these people that didn't expect to be there, like kind of be there in in January. Um, So, yeah, we have a lot of meat to this NFL bone. Uh, Everyone's got about 10 games left. Yeah, we're 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 in. I'm in. Why wouldn't I be? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Andy, just remember I was mentioning earlier how the Eagles tend to tend to sit on leads at halftime. Like, do you see that too? Do you notice the same thing? Like, they really. Well, I, I think it's only natural. Like, yeah. Tulane did it. Tulane did it on Saturday. They're up thirty-five, nothing. Like, what do you? It's like, what do you tell your team? You're you're up so many points, like. And you get that 15 minute break in college. It's like 25 minutes and you got to come out again. And it's hard. It's hard. You know, it's like in all sports, not to get too soaky, but like, you know, in baseball, if the starting pitcher has to sit for 40 minutes because their team is scoring like 10 runs and they have to go out there. It's, it's tough, right? Basket, basketball, you know, it's tough. It is. It is. Uh, Stuart, hey, I said last week the Bucks and Pack are a bad bet for the rest of the year. If you like them, then maybe you should take a flyer. I think the Bucks are absolutely a bad bet. Like I, I, it's been a. I, I didn't catch. Let me go back to the picks just to see who, if anyone was on Tampa Bay this week. But I, I, I would definitely, I would not want to take them the rest of the season. <laughs> like of the two, I think I would feel better with the ball, even if it's a public. I don't even care. Like I think, I think of the two. I think the Ravens are the ones I would I'd rather go to here. Um, so since we have a little bit of extra time tonight, like, would you guys like to weigh in on the Thursday game? Which way would you lean as far as Thursday night football coming up tomorrow? Well, I just said I was going to take Tampa. I, oh, you, I you, you, oh, you were on Tampa. Okay, okay, right on. Okay. Yeah, but the Ravens and John can share his thoughts after. But, like, I don't know. The Ravens have, like, I don't know. John Harbaugh, did he hit his head on concrete this year? Because he – They've made some pretty confounding fourth quarter decisions like that Miami game. But yeah, I'm yeah. sure I, yeah. Cause I, if I wasn't going to know tonight, we'd know tomorrow who John's picking. So I'd like to know who John's going to pick tomorrow. <laughs> if it's not just an over under. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I lead in the under like these Thursday games have been rough and the way the Bucks offense has been playing. I mean, it's like 45 and a half. It seems even if it's 24-21, like that's asking a lot of Tampa to get over 20 points right now. But just in terms of the like the spot itself, like it, 
I mean, we keep, like you keep seeing it, saying it every week. All right, this is the week for Tampa. This is the week for Tampa. Like, I don't know. This really could be the spot for Tampa to, to get back. Like, if I'm just going, like I said before, but I'm just going based on like the look ahead lines. Tampa was like minus three, and then all of a sudden, based on one game, and granted, they look horrible. They look horrible, but like that flipped it the line like five points. I mean, I don't know. Just based on that value alone, I would say. Tampa is the pick, but like I just don't feel confident or comfortable betting them either. So I still need to think about it. I'm definitely in on that under though. Um, side, I, I honestly don't know. I don't like I don't like betting Tampa, but I also don't like the way the Ravens have been playing. Like you said, they like they shit the bed in like almost every fourth quarter this year. Like they get up multiple possessions and they just blow it. What could be the better move is um, if you could do like a teaser. So Tizu was ever the dog. I know the line's been flipping. So I think I actually just saw my Tampa minus one now. So take whoever's the dog and like do a six point teaser. Like do Ravens plus seven if they're the dog or Bucks plus seven with another game that you like on Sunday. And that, that could be the move for this game. Um, you know, tease through, tease through three and seven. So that's a great idea. Cause like if you tease six, I see one and a half on Action Network. So yeah, be... so tease it to seven and a half, and oh, then God, yeah, yeah, you know, then yeah. take another dog you like and tease it up another six points. There you go. You got a two, two team teaser. So that's what I would. That that would be my my recommendation for this game. So I I can't figure this one out. But I like I said, I do think it'll be lower scoring. So. Yeah. I think you I guess... could, uh, you could tease it. You could tease it with uh, Cougars up to thirteen. Oh yeah, there you go. Ah, there you go. Yep, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, really good ideas here, and I, I think even the face value, like forty six and a half, I just feel like that's a reach for either team to get that high. I mean, is the, that what the current over under is forty six and a half? I think I saw. Let me double check that. Um, I thought it was, I, I think I saw forty five. Whatever. Forty five and a half, and then there's one that had forty six. So okay, yeah. Either either way, I, I still like it. Yeah, same, same. I do too. So, um. I mean, yeah, I think I think you're you're looking pretty good there. I mean, the next key number would be forty eight. So teasing, I mean, you know, like buying a pointer or something wouldn't make any sense. But forty six looks good. Forty six would be good. So, um, all right, uh, let's give it to you all for final thoughts. And yeah, John, I'll go to you. Thir- go to you first. Yeah, covered a lot. Um, good luck to everyone's picks. It should be another interesting weekend of action. Um, you know, I. I when Andy said it before, like, oh, there's only like four full weekends of college football or five full weekends of college football left. Like it really hit me like, man, this is we really need to enjoy this. Although with the action starting, there's going to be a football game every day in the month of November, I think, starting tomorrow night. So um, you got to love it. So uh, this is like the best time of the year because you got, um, you know, obviously all the football, you got, you know, NHL, NBA going on. I will say, like, FanDuel had this awesome promotion. I feel bad for the folks that don't have, like, the, you know, access to this stuff. You had to bet $5 on an NBA game, and they gave you League Pass free for three months. So I've been taking advantage of that uh, promotion and watching some NBA. Um, you got the World Series starting, college basketball in two weeks. Like, that's, I kind of wish they started the season, like, after January 1st, because I feel like every year, like, I, I do less and less college basketball the start of the year it makes me sad because like i love watching like those early season tournaments and just some of the non-conference matchups and i always feel like man's parachuting in like on january 1st or like early january 
you know, with college basketball, but season will be here. So uh, maybe try to pay attention to that. But, it, you know, in summary, great time of the year for sports. And um, hopefully everyone can find some winners this weekend and hopefully everyone's picks here can uh, keep keep on rolling. So uh, thanks again, Dave. It was a fun show. Yeah, thanks, John. I mean, I appreciate the, the, kind, the kind words as well. You know, talking about access to the DFS, I mean, to the uh, to the sports betting, looks like we're going to have that continue. It, I'm, the news I'm getting on Prop 27 over here is not good. All the stinking Indi- Indian tribal gaming casinos just poured on all these ads, claims about homelessness, and it's bad for kids underage gambling. Like, we ain't going to win. It's not going to win. So it's annoying, but we're just going to have to deal with this for another couple years. So. And what can you do, uh, Andy? Let's let's give it to you for your for final thoughts. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. Starting tomorrow, is like football orgy every night except the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But there'll be college basketball on that night, so John can bet college basketball. Fuck! Lightning scored two goals in the span of thirty seconds. Whatever. Yeah, might be Wendy's tonight. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the to John's point about college basketball, yeah, like the first world problem of November, college basketball, especially like the first like three weeks of college basketball season, like when you're on like the the score app, like you have to scroll through so many games because like there's like non-division one teams playing. Like they don't even have like the logo. They just have like the, like a basketball because like, you guys know, like UCLA or this might be playing like the Art Institute, Art Institute of California. Like, there's so many random like teams that play Division One schools in 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 November. So you have to like go through so much noise to find like the games. But I find them. John finds them. Dave, you find them. Like, yep. And I, yeah, I. It is like a first world problem when there's like, uh. Like last year, like Villanova, UCLA played like on a Friday night, like at 8.30 p.m. out here. I lost fucking Tommy's team. UCLA lost in overtime, I think. Um, But like if that game's like a month later even, like that's got – it's got so much more juice. But November basketball is like definitely tough to get into, but like you have to get into it. I mean you don't have to, but if you do – you want to gamble it's inventory like i always have my my stupid rule it's not a rule but whenever uh it's the kansas kentucky duke michigan state you know the every year they play another you know duke kentucky michigan state kansas and the next year it's duke you know what i mean i always just take the underdog in those games because like what do you what do you know about those teams on november 10th i'll just just give me the team getting the points um, and, and to see what happens. So, uh, I haven't done any college basketball research, but, uh, that doesn't really stop me from making any bets in November. Um, but yeah, it's great show. Uh, Halloween is next week. It's hard to believe it's going to be dark at five o'clock in four days. So we seek solace in the action and all this type of stuff. Holiday season's gonna be here before you know it. We'll be doing our bowl preview soon. <laughs> right, yeah, wild. 
And then the pickup in that, John's league, give a pop up to John's league. Yeah. He, uh, everyone's like, who John's league, but get more, maybe get some Twitch people next year. Of course. But, Absolutely. uh, yeah, a good job. I, John, I didn't, I wasn't expecting like a 16 double buy. Yeah. Uh, well, I was trying to accommodate more people because it's just like, if you're it's toward the end of the year and like only eight people are making the playoffs, it's like, why are you sending your picks inside? So wanted to have some levels of interest. Like even if you're in the middle of the pack, like, all right, I want to get that single buy over the playing in the first round. So it adds a little intrigue to it's the, awesome. to the mix. Good. So what a yeah. call, John. Love it. And yeah, like it must be you behind the scenes doing all the admin stuff. Like, thank you. Thank you. Like we just submit our picks, but you letting us know like who's in first all the all the reminders, the Google Forms makes it easy for you know we pay you and we see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a fun time. I enjoy it, and everyone seems to seems to have fun with the league. It's definitely a twist on it. For people who don't know, it's like a head to head thing. So like Dave would send in seven picks against the spread or over unders you could do two, and I would send my seven picks in, and then like we go head to head against each other. So it's kind of like fantasy football where it's like a head to head matchup, but it's betting. And picks and then whoever has the better week gets a win in the standings and it goes all year and then like the last four or five weeks is playoffs i did have to extend it one week into like the wild card weekend to to accommodate the the kind of the format but that's fine because there's six games that weekend so there's there's enough you're gonna have to take at least one over under but there's enough you know there's enough to go around it's not like before with only the four games i couldn't do it but six like that's like the bare minimum that i could do so mm-hmm. we're I'm, I'm happy with it so yeah so it's definitely a fun time that's really great, John. And and it, it can't be understated how much work goes into that. You really have done a tremendous tremendous job, like putting that all together. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work just putting together the picks for this podcast. So you were doing that for like sixteen players. That's that's impressive. Like I'm really impressed. So, um, yeah, good luck the rest of the way. By the way, I mean I've been pretty bad this year. I I, I hope I won. I didn't catch. I didn't check, but. Um, but if you guys, oh, Dave, there's plenty of time. Like, like I oh, said, yeah. there's uh, 20, whatever people, like 16 people make it. So you just need a good second half of the year and you'll be, you'll be right there. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I've been, the, the picks themselves have been better. So I feel good about at least making a run. I did that last year, so it should be fine. All right, everybody. Well, thanks again. Oh, Hey Mon, what's going on? Uh, how you doing? Um, uh, take care everybody and good luck. Of course, should be a fun weekend. Take care, everybody. Happy Halloween. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. You guys take care, everyone. Good luck. Good luck. Happy Halloween, fellas. Annie in Seattle, Ron and uh, John in Connecticut. Good times tonight. Uh, Monster Marky, welcome in. It's good to see you again. If you are on Twitch and you want to catch some really great art, catch our friend Mon. She does really great. She does really great art over on Twitch. Uh, the links in the chat if you're if you're watching our Twitch stream tonight. Um, as for the rest of us here, we we're saying goodbye to the we're saying goodbye to Ditcal, which doesn't mean anything for the actual content of this show. It just means that we're changing the name of the show, but it's the same show. Like we're we're gonna be back. We're just gonna keep doing the picks and everything else. But uh, next week the podcast will be rebranded the Sandwich Sports Show officially. Um, and what it means is that for folks folks who've been following the podcast, they'll they'll see ref, they'll see more of a reference to the Twitch channel where we're doing this show live, and. Uh, but it's the same show. Like it hasn't. It's not going to be any. There's going to be really, literally, no change to what we're doing. We have the same people. We do the same things. It should be really fun sports. Um, every every Wednesday, same time, same time as, as we always do, nine o'clock Eastern time, right here on Twitch. So, should be good. Oh man, I didn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wanda's sick as heck. Well, 
feel better, Mond. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but uh, yep, indeed, indeed. But for folks on the on the on the podcast side, this has been a lot of fun, and we've been at it for 14 years, and we're gonna keep going. Hopefully, 14 more. We'll see what happens. Good luck, everyone. And uh, for those of you, those of you on the pod, we'll see you next time.